This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. It's Tuesday, January the 11th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Now, first up, what were you doing on the 20th of May 2020? Just a reminder, it was nearly two months after the first lockdown came in. The weather had turned pretty warm and hundreds of people had been flocking to beaches in the county. In fact, at the time, it led to this call from Thanet MP Sir Roger Gale. It's absolutely heartbreaking that we have to say to little seaside businesses, seafront businesses, the people who sell beach balls, the people who sell ice creams, the cafes, the pubs, to everybody on the seafront in Margate and Herne Bay, don't come. The last thing I want to have to do, but there's nothing to come for at the moment. The rules were that you could only meet one person from outside of your household as long as it was outdoors and in a public place. Plus, you had to keep to social distancing of two metres. The strict stay-at-home guidance had in fact only been lifted a week earlier. It was also a day when another 363 people died with COVID, bringing the total to more than 357,000. Why are we asking you to think back? Well, it's all because it's the date that it's understood 40 people attended a bring your own booze party in the garden of number 10 Downing Street. A leaked email reveals 100 people were invited. Around 40 are understood to have turned up, including it's believed the Prime Minister and his wife Carrie. The government's refusing to comment. Well, let's hear first today from our political editor, Paul Francis. Now, there is already an inquiry looking at other events that took place in and around Westminster. And the Prime Minister has found that a convenient way in which to not answer any direct questions about what he knew and indeed whether he was at any of these events. Now, the big question is whether there is going to be a sufficient body of disaffected Conservative MPs who are willing to pull the trigger on the leadership of Boris Johnson. And I think the reason why there is growing disquiet amongst his own MPs is that they now see him as a liability rather than as an asset. And indeed, he was an asset when it came to winning elections, but he has not had a particularly good two years in the job of Prime Minister. Most Kent MPs have been keeping a vow of silence uh, around uh, Boris Johnson, and uh, most of those we've tried to contact have uh, either not responded to calls or said they have no comment to make. So where do we go from here? Uh, The answer to that is I think that we await the independent investigation uh, to report back if some of these more controversial allegations are upheld and if there is any question that he has misled MPs and knew more than he let on then I do think there is going to be a very big question mark over his tenure as Prime Minister. An urgent question was asked in the Commons earlier by Labour, but Boris Johnson wasn't there to answer it. Paymaster General Michael Ellis responded to MPs instead. He takes this matter very seriously, uh, as does everyone in government. But I will say this. She she asks if I have confidence in the Prime Minister's integrity and honour, and I do. 
let's hear now from someone who remembers the day, May the 20th, very clearly, April Clark was in labour at that time and her partner wasn't allowed in the room. She's a councillor in Tunbridge and Morning and has been speaking to Kat from our colleagues at KMTV. When I did go into labour unexpectedly early, it was actually really frightening to be in the hospital on my own, not to have my husband there, the father of my son, to support me in making decisions about my own care in thinking about what I needed to do, how I needed to advocate for myself while I was in labour. And so what's your reaction been today seeing this come out? I mean, obviously we saw it sort of coming out in the, the later hours of yesterday, knowing that you had to go through quite a scary experience all by yourself while there were sort of MPs, possibly even the Prime Minister, at a huge gathering. How, how does that make you feel? It actually breaks my heart. And I think that in the end, my end of, the end of my story is a good one in that I have a healthy baby boy. My husband was actually able to attend the birth, even though he was only allowed into the hospital at the very last minute. Um, there are countless stories of parents that have missed, you know, the birth of their children, people that have missed the last breath of their, you know, their loved ones who were dying. And then to hear that, uh, you know, these guys were just having a party at the same time to take advantage of the beautiful weather. Like, I wish, <laughs> I wish I could have done that. I wish I could have had my husband there while I was in like, in the hospital. Um, I just, yeah, it absolutely breaks my heart. And you can see that it's still, you know, actually emotionally affecting me um, a lot. It's very raw still. We've also been asking on socials today if you think Boris Johnson should resign as Prime Minister following this latest allegation. Well, on Facebook, Joe Moore says yes, but I worry whether the person who replaces him would be any better. All Tories aren't doing what's best for the everyday people, in my opinion, not helping the struggling and the deserving. Daryl Caden has added if he hasn't resigned over the worst Covid death rate in Europe and billions wasted on giving contracts to his mates, do you think he will resign over a party? I think not. Nigel Burden has messaged to say what a difference between the example and leadership shown by Her Majesty the Queen and this blundering idiot. Of course he should resign before he damages this country anymore. Teo Molyneux finally says he doesn't run the country on his own, he has a team. Would anyone else have done anything different? Probably not, so no. We've also had a poll running on Twitter today. So far, 80% of you who voted say Boris should resign, while 20% say he should stay put. As you heard from Paul, our political editor earlier, Kent MPs are staying pretty quiet on this one today. But if any do send us a statement, you'll be able to read it within our story at Kent Online. Kent Online News. Elsewhere today and changes to COVID testing have come into force. If you don't have any symptoms but get a positive lateral flow result, you no longer have to get a PCR as well. You will still need to isolate though for at least seven days. Strew GP Dr Julian Spinks has been telling the Kent Online podcast why the changes have been made. The changes that have come in apply to people who have no symptoms of coronavirus but have had a positive lateral flow device test result. From now onwards, they will not have to order a confirmatory PCR test, but will be assumed to be COVID positive and will need to self-isolate following the normal rules from the day that they take the test. In the case of people who have symptoms of COVID, they will continue to need to get a PCR test. The reason the changes have been brought in is because of the very high levels of COVID going around in the community. When this is the case, the chances of lateral flow tests showing a false positive, in other words, saying you're infected when you're not, are very low. And as a result, it's not really worthwhile doing a confirmatory PCR test. 
once the numbers drop down again, the situation may be reversed and it may go back to a situation where positive lateral flows will need to be followed up by a PCR test. The accuracy of lateral flow tests does vary uh, depending on where in the course of an individual's illness with COVID they are. However, we do know they are particularly good at identifying those people who are shedding a lot of virus and therefore have the possibility of passing the disease on to other people. So we can then ask those people to self-isolate and reduce the risk of the virus being passed on. Latest figures show the rise in coronavirus cases in Kent has slowed down slightly. Infection rates dropped in Dartford, Gravesham, Maidstone and Tunbridge Wells in the week to last Wednesday. More than 400 COVID patients are being treated in the county's hospitals and 22 deaths were recorded in the seven days to Christmas Eve. And hospitals in Kent have been told to make sure they discharge patients as soon as possible to free up space for those with COVID. Health bosses have warned delays could significantly increase harm for others. There's been a 60% rise in the number of people in hospital with coronavirus in the county since Christmas. And a Nightingale surge hub is being built outside the William Harvey in Ashford to increase capacity. But if you head to Kent Online, you can see pictures of that new building. As I say, it's in the car park. It'll be able to cater for up to 100 COVID patients if extra capacity is needed. A private hospital near Maidstone is also one of 10 sites in the country offering staff and premises to support the NHS. The Kent Online Podcast with Ballin Maidstone. A young mum from Whitstable who stabbed another woman in the leg in a revenge attack has been told she'll give birth behind bars. Naomi Roberts from Radfall Rise had also threatened to kill the woman in messages on Facebook. The 20-year-old who's expecting her third child in June has been given 44 months in a young offenders institution. Two other men have also been locked up for their part in the attack. You can see pictures at Kent Online. A paramedic who survived a fatal ambulance crash near Seven Oaks is said to be in a stable condition in hospital, but we're told he has a long road to recovery. His colleague was killed in the collision, which also involved a cement lorry on the A21 last Wednesday night. A student paramedic who was also injured has since been discharged from hospital. More than £10,000 has been donated to an online fundraising page to help the family of 21-year-old Alice Clark, who was killed. A record label boss has admitted firing blanks from handguns from an apartment in a tower block at Chatham Dockside. You might remember armed police were sent to the building in April 2020 when Michael Anonomo filmed himself firing the weapons from the balcony. That's from a clip he posted on social media. The 34-year-old head of Truth or Dare Records, who doesn't have a permanent address, has admitted three offences, including possessing imitation firearms. He's expected to receive a sentence under the Mental Health Act when the hearing resumes on January the 26th. A Dover man who sexually abused two girls more than two decades ago has been jailed for eight and a half years. Raymond Baxter targeted the children, who were both under the age of 10, in Peterborough in the 90s. The 59-year-old was arrested after police searched his home in Clarendon Place and found indecent images of children on laptops and a mobile phone. There are calls to reduce the speed limit on a road in Deal following a crash which killed a motorcyclist. The man died when the bike he was riding collided with a Chinese takeaway on London Road nine days ago. Some say the section near Middle Deal Road should be cut to 20 miles per hour or redesigned to include a roundabout. Kent Online reports. Other top stories for you today. And a man's been arrested after a police officer on 
on a motorbike smelled cannabis coming from a car on the M20. The vehicle was pulled over near Junction 7 yesterday and the driver, who's in his 30s, failed a roadside drug test. He's since been released under investigation. Four men have been charged following a number of commercial burglaries in Gravesend, Gillingham and over the border in Sussex. Cash, cigarettes and alcohol were stolen from businesses between the 1st of December and January the 4th. An 18-year-old man and three others in their 20s are due at Crown Court next month. Police have raised concerns about a Medway chicken restaurant's plan to sell alcohol. Bosses at Griller, which is on Canterbury Street in Gillingham, have applied for a licence. Officers are worried about it being served in the Shisha Lounge instead of at tables. Now, Kent residents living in buildings with potentially dangerous cladding have cautiously welcomed news the construction industry has been made to fix it. Yesterday, the Housing Secretary told MPs companies are being given the opportunity to do the right thing. And if they don't, legal action could be taken. It comes five years after the devastating fatal Grenfell Tower fire in London. Tom is a leaseholder in Sidcup. It's an incredibly complex crisis with lots of different stakeholders, all the way from government regulators, developers, all the way through. And up until now, everyone has been pointing the finger at everyone else. And no one has been taking responsibility, overall responsibility. And the ultimate result of that is that it's leaseholders who've suffered. It's leaseholders through no fault of their own who are being landed with bills as Spencer says, for tens of thousands, up to, in some instances, £200,000 per flat to rectify defaults uh, defaults and defects, rather, through no fault of their own. So, uh, you know, I I don't necessarily understand the the intricacies of um, responsibility, but what I do know and what I think everyone agrees on is that leaseholders are not to blame for this. So I welcome any uh, action that goes to protecting leaseholders. Tom was on the lowdown on our Facebook Live last night. He was joined by Georgina Ravel, who lives in an affected building at Chatham Dockside. I think it's very easy to say, oh, yes, it must be very stressful for everybody. But actually, if you live with it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, year in, year out, it really wears you down. It's like living on a big black cloud. And getting, we haven't had any actual demands yet because the um, uh, company is still taking us to tribunal to agree the fees. But it's nevertheless, it's in the background the whole time. And nobody has that kind of, you know, money to throw around. Well, I'm very cautiously optimistic. But, you know, the construction company is already saying it's not fair. It's not all their fault. You know, it needs to be go to the people who made the cladding, it needs to go here and then everywhere. And of course, we haven't got all the time in the world. You know, people are living in blighted houses that are also probably unsafe, most of them. And it needs to be sorted. And you can still watch that episode in full by heading to our socials. Kent Online reports. A sad update that a second goat has died after a firework was thrown into an enclosure near Maidstone. It set fire to their hay at the Buttercup's Goat Sanctuary in Borton Monchelsea last November. One of them died at the time and another has now been put down because of her injuries. Police have so far been unable to find whoever's responsible. At least 100 jobs are still available at a new Brexit border facility in Dover. The figures have been revealed ahead of a planned increase in the number of goods vehicles due to be checked at Bastion Point in the Wycliffe's 
business park from July. Pledges have been made to hire around 200 people, but only half of the vacancies have so far been filled. Detailed plans for a coastal heritage park in Hythe have been revealed, including cycle paths, meadows, picnic areas and a pavilion. It's part of a controversial development on the seafront, which will also include 150 homes and a leisure centre. Work's already started on preparing the site at Prince's Parade and an application's been put in to the council. A campaign has started encouraging residents and visitors to Maidstone to clean up the borough. Bosses say they saw a 250% increase in roadside littering after the first Covid lockdown was lifted and teams removed over 1,950 tonnes of waste that had been illegally dumped during the whole of 2020. The hashtag Clean Up Maidstone campaign is reminding anyone who drops litter or fly tips that they'll face a fine. There are plans for a new gym on a Kent industrial estate. Muscle Hut has applied to transform a former waste processing site on the Medway City estate. Elsewhere, JD Gyms is due to open its first branch in Kent at Hempstead Valley Shopping Centre at the beginning of April. Meantime, work to demolish a leisure centre in Raynham is underway. You can see video of the building on Pump Lane being knocked down on the website today. Splashes will go and make way for a new centre, which will have a swimming pool, state-of-the-art gym and an exercise studio. And also at Kent Online today, you can see pictures of the Kent Castle, which doubled up as the home of James Bond in the original Casino Royale. Merriworth Castle was used to shoot scenes for the movie back in the 1960s. It's now said to be one of the most beautiful stately homes in England. It's privately owned and hasn't been accessible to the public for 45 years. Kent Online Sport. Football and Steve Lovell's back in temporary charge of Gillingham. The former manager would lead the team against Burton Albion on Saturday after Steve Evans left the club at the weekend. He was manager of the Jills in the 2017-19 season after previously being caretaker. Meantime, Gillingham captain Carl Dempsey is being linked with a move to Bolton Wanderers. He's been at Priestfield for the past two seasons and is currently recovering from an injury. Former boss Steve Evans revealed last week the midfielder was one of three players to have attracted bids in the January transfer window, although the club's valuation hadn't been met. And in tennis, Emma Raducanu's preparations for the Australian Open have begun with a heavy defeat. The British number one from Bromley lost in straight sets in the opening round of the Sydney Tennis Classic. The draw for the Grand Slam takes place on Thursday, with matches starting next week. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can get access to the ad-free Kent online premium site by subscribing just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe news you can trust this is the kent online podcast this podcast is sponsored by ball in maidstone your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with american pool table tennis beer pong live sports delicious food and bottomless brunches